Welcome to Lighting Our Way, a podcast of Uganda Christian University's Standard Newspaper. Here, we hear stories of self-reflection, removing the log in our eyes so that we may see the light and transform our world. Hello, everyone. Um, you're welcome to the ECU podcast. It's called Lighting the Way. And in the society we live in today, a new talent has been discovered. It's no longer a strength that takes you places, but rather creativity as a skill one needs to survive. Um, aside from creativity, a talent has been discovered and um, it has been a great contributor to income and a great success uh, through communicating emotions, feelings, and addressing a number of problems in the society. So today I'm going to be talking to one of the big talents in Uganda, She's a really young and so talented uh, from attending uh, to, pre- to prestigious music institutions uh, like Bali College of Music in USA to attending uh, and performing in different locations around Kampala. So I'm going to be talking to Kamanzu Ruth. Hi. <laughs> Thank you for having me. I'm so honored to be on the show. Yes, so you're welcome to the UCU podcast. Uh, It's called Lighting the Way. Thank you. Yeah, and we are glad to have you. I'm glad to be here as well. So, um, who is Ruth Kamanzi? Um, Quite simply put, Kamanzi is a 21-year-old girl that just enjoys um, expressing life and watching others express themselves as well. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So, what really uh, inspired you to, to, to start doing music? Um, so I like to tell people that my musical journey has felt innate. What that means is that it felt the same way when you were born, you breathed, like you were just breathing. It's the same way I feel like when I was born, I just started music. Why? Because I was groomed in an environment where both my parents sang in church. Um, they played instruments. And so it felt innate. As growing up, it felt like the right thing to do to learn an instrument, to learn how to sing. But... Um, Off the record, I was telling someone earlier today that it also has been a huge contributor to my relationship with God and how I've been able to relate with other people as well. Yeah. Wow, that's interesting. So um, doing music and uh, alongside playing instruments like the jitter, has it always been a passion or it's a talent within you? That's a very good question. Um, so I believe ta- having a talent, being gifted in something is completely different from the passion you may or may not have for it. Yeah. Um, I believe that I have been gifted and I'm competent in singing and playing guitar. However, I do have a passion for it, which is why I can encapsulate how no matter how much you pay me or don't, I will wake up in the morning and I will pick up my guitar and I will sing. So I believe it is a passion and also a talent that I have. Um, yeah, and how I'd encourage people to utilize that hen- that entire dilemma because, like I said, you can be gifted in something. Yeah, you have beautiful hair doesn't mean that you want to be a hairstylist, you know. Um, but I guess if you find a need in society, I have a mantra that I follow: passion, competence, and need. Um, I'm passionate about guitar. Mm. Um, I continuously want to be competent enough. That means I expose myself to as much music as I possibly can. I expose myself into spaces where I know I'm challenged as a musician. And then lastly, the need is what I believe differentiates someone who has talent and someone who has a passion for something. Because the need is basically your purpose. Mm. As a young 
musician, a girl in Uganda who loves to sing and play guitar. I know that my music is going to empower young girls like me. I'm going to sing songs that I wish I had listened to when I was 15, you know? And that's that's the beauty of being talented and passionate about something. Wow, yeah. this is exceptional. <laughs> and um, how come out of all the different genres of music you chose gospel? Um, so that's okay. I like the question in itself clarifies that I chose gospel. I don't want to say I chose it because mm. again, I've grown up in a Christian home where it, okay. it felt mandatory to sing gospel music. Mm. I think along the way, I'll clarify and say that I realized the power of um, gospel music, music in general, actually, is a lot more spiritual than we make it out to be. Music isn't just what you listen to. It's not just the words of J. Cole's song, but also mm-hmm. how it makes you feel, how you're able to relate to it, how you're able to heal from it. And so, um, I don't even like, when people ask me, what genre do you like? Gospel, is it this? I don't affiliate myself to any genre. I can rap if I choose to. I can sing country music. I can sing Afro music. I can sing soul music, anything, so long as it's me authentically expressing myself. Yeah. Wow, so you're more talented. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... Um, Many people in Uganda suffer a backlash as a stereotype affiliated with doing music. Yeah. So have you experienced it or you've really had a very good support system? And if you've had, uh, who, who or who has been um, your support system? Um, that's also a good question. I think the answer to that is yes and no. I have experienced to a huge extent and I also haven't experienced that um, dynamic. And let me explain why. Um, I think the music industry, especially in Uganda, is very flawed. I like to call it a virgin industry because we still haven't, um, we don't have a sound yet. Does that make sense? Yeah. You know how South Africa, you will think of Ama Piano music. Mm. Nigeria, you will think of like the fusions of like Banner Boy and you know. Uganda doesn't really have a sound yet. And because we're still trying to discover who we are as artists, as creatives in this space, it's very easy to kind of um, to veer off in terms of like who I want to be and what I want to do. But I think um, it's been my support system at the end of the day have been people who don't push me to sing a particular genre per se, but people who challenge me to be as authentic as I can. And that's been my family, my mom, my dad, my sisters. Um, yeah, yeah, really. I hope that answers your question. Yeah, yeah. It does. Um, so <clears throat> we noticed you're part of the Collective Uganda, yes, which is uh, one of the trending gospel groups around. So how did you get a part of it? Um, collective. So I told you I'm 21, right? Yes. The founders of the Collective right now, um, Nelson Mohire, is in his 30s, right? Those, I literally grew up in church watching those guys sing and play guitar. So I looked up to them from a very young age. And once I got into the space of... Um, I allowed myself to be vulnerable enough to be yeah. on stage and sing in church. That's how I was able to interact with them. From then on, it's really... The rest is history. We've been able to write music together, sing music together, and empower others around us to do the same. Okay, so how does it feel when you're a celebrity? How do you feel? <laughs> First of all, I don't affiliate myself to being a celebrity. I think I am just, uh, I'm just an individual who is intentional about my craft mm-hmm. and has been noticed for it. I don't like to say that I'm a celebrity because I think the agenda of a celebrity is probably fame or you know pride. pride. Not necessarily, by the way, but I think 
at the end of the day, being known doesn't make you a celebrity, in my opinion. Okay. You know? Yeah. So, um, oh. your question was how's, how 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 does it feel? How does it feel? Yeah. Um, there's two sides to the coin. On one hand, you you subconsciously know that there's so many people who look up to you or who are looking to see what you're doing. So you yeah. kind of have to be not on your best behavior per se, but you have to make sure that the decisions you make are not detrimental to your personal image. You know, exactly. that sounds selfish, but it's important for everyone. And then on the other hand. It's a blessing because you realize the power that you have to empower people who look up to you. You know, I'll post something on my Instagram mm. and I'll have so many people telling me, oh my gosh, like I've been going through this and it's helped me or it's done this. So it's, it's a beautiful balance of the two. Yeah, the good and the bad. Okay. Yeah. So um, do you ever get nervous before a show? Because it is said even good communicators get nervous. <laughs> get nervous. So, yes. Before um, those big crowds and yeah, congregations you perform to. Honestly, I used to. It's it's only recent that I stopped, and I'll tell you why. Before, I would get nervous when I was singing. Say, you're singing at an event where the president is going to be. You're on, like, bunkings. Like, oh, my gosh. What's going to happen? What if I fall? What if I flat? And I think I reached a point where it started to get to my head. And like I said, my mom's my accountability partner. My mom told me straight up, Madam, this is not, it's not you. Like, don't think you're going up there because you're Kamanzi. Nah, everything you're doing up there is for God, not even for the people you're doing it for. And so once you have that mentality in mind, I will go up on stage and I will not even be afraid because I know that it's not me singing. God is using me. So, like, I don't think I get nervous anymore. I just go do what I know I have to do. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, what did you do before? Like, what did you do? When when you're preparing for a show, for a show, yes. Um, I like to first of all and most importantly make sure my heart is in the right place. Um, what that means is sometimes I be going and I like to say going through the pits. I don't know if you understand what that means. No. When you're going through the pits, when you're in the dumps, you're psychologically not okay. <clears throat> Maybe you're going through pain or going through hurt or you're just. Anything anyone says could easily make you cry. I have those moments where I'm just like emotionally out of it. And I have found that um, there's so much beauty in vulnerability. When I was younger, if I was feeling a certain type of way, maybe you're going through the time of the month and you just don't want anyone to disturb you, I would refuse gigs. Like, my wedding is, I would be like, nah, I don't want to do it. Now, I just like, you have to, at the end of the day, I like what um, someone off the record earlier today was saying how, um, her mom told her that life is like that, you know, that's life. You wake up sometimes and you don't want to go to class, but you know you have to get that degree. You have to make that money, you know, you mm, have to. Sure. So sometimes you just like, I don't know, before I go up on stage, I just make sure that my heart is in the right place. Um, I, I don't feel like, oh my God, I'm going to perform as Kamanzi. Um, it's mm. really just like, God use me. What are you going to do today? Like, I'm also curious, like, uh-huh, what's the plan? Wow. Yeah. So, um, but on top of that, practically speaking, it's important to practice. Sometimes I go on to stage without practicing, but I think it's important to practice. Um, and also, just like prayer is key. Like you know, just not for it to go well per se, but for you to also be blessed and for the, those who you're, you're ministering to to be blessed as well. Yeah. Okay. So, how do you balance books and um, <clears throat> music, singing? Like, how do you handle the gigs alongside the books, all that? Oh my gosh, I was waiting for this question yes. because it is a trap, guys. Mm. Honestly, it's a, such a huge flex to be able to balance the two. 
And I, I think in my first year, there were people I looked up to not doing this course who used to be able to balance like work and school. And mm. um, I'd envy it so much because I'm like, oh my gosh, you're actually acing school, but you're chasing the bag. Like you have your own money and whatnot. I aspired to be that person. Mm. When I got to the place where I had the opportunity to be that person, it was the most heart-wrenching thing because you it's i felt like i was um i had my cake and i was eating it too you know that expression mm. when you have your cake and eat it too it's like you want to pass in school you want to have a first class you want to be valedictorian but you also want to chase money so you now have to reach a level of maturity where you now cut off some things if your friends are calling you in Kampala to go out, sorry, I can't make it. I have a gig or I have school, you know. So it's taught me to align my priorities. But mm-hmm. it's also taught me that I I have the ability to do so much more than I thought I could. Many people in university think, ah, yeah, because mom sent me here, like they're paying school fees. I have to be here full time, you know. You find them in the library Monday to Sunday, you know, they don't go mm-hmm. out, they don't chill with friends. I've learned that balance is key. I think even the Bible talks about how too much of anything is, is like, don't be over-righteous, but also don't be... That's not to say you should be limbo. You should be, you know, good and bad. You smoke, but you don't. You're a Christian, but you're not. No, it's really just like reach a level of maturity where you're able to know what's good for you and mm. what's not good for you, what adds value to your life and what doesn't. So, Yeah. To answer your question, that's been my journey in that regard. Wow, okay, so Kamanzi, what do you think about the music industry of Uganda? I should say gospel in particular. Um, like I said earlier, it's still it has a lot of work to you know, um mm. a, a long way to go. Um and that's if you're comparing it to the Western world or whatever, music around the world. But again, I don't think there's need for comparison because my mom likes to say, I'll make very many allusions to my mom because I look up to my mom in so many ways. Mm. She says that um, Bolt runs for 100 meters, right? And Kipotich runs for hours on end. Literally, the nigga is running for like hours, but at the end of that day, they both get gold medals. Mm. That's just to say that everyone's journey is different, you know? Beyonce grew up in an era where... You know, in the 90s, in the U.S., there's so many people, Motown and all these different um, music industry people who are uprising, you know, helped mm-hmm. out. Here, you have Kamanzi with her guitar and like Swangs Avenue, which is the top of the studios in Uganda. And that's what we have. But you have to make do with what you have. So like, you just have to be the best at what you do. That's what I think um, the music industry ought to encourage people to do. Yeah, don't compare yourself to Beyonce or to her, all these people we look up to. Just be the best that you can at every point of the way. Um, So, yeah, that's what I could say about our music industry. Okay, and uh, apart from the guitar, are there other instruments that you can play? Mm, Yeah, someone asked me this question off the record. I can play the violin, I can play the recorder. You know what the recorder is? You know the no. flute? You know the flute that, that you hold yes, like this yes, sideways? Yes. Mm. So the recorder is the one that you hold straight like this. It was my first okay. instrument. I think I started playing recorder when I was like four. Can you believe? Wow. Yeah. And then guitar came along the way and then violin, cello. I can't play piano. Can you believe? It's like an oxymoron mm. or like a paradox. Yeah. But those are the instruments I play and sing as well. Okay. Yeah. So how do you run your day-to-day life? Good question. I always start with prayer. 
prayer has carried me and i mean i don't want to sound religious because i really believe i'm not religious i think i'm a spiritual person i am like not religious at all but i think it's important to pray just to center your day mm. you know um and then i normally go check my twitter i'm sorry to have to put that a second but i'm sorry okay. it is what it is anyway check my twitter check my social small small um emails and whatnot if they're even there the Mr. Senogas of this world. And then, <laughs> yeah, just like good vibes all the way. I like good energy. So anything I know that brings bad energy, I'm like, stay far away. So I just like to avoid bad energy. That's really how my day is. Good vibes all the way. Wow. Yeah. Positive vibes. Yes, sir. Okay. So uh, do you plan on pursuing music as a career or you have some other plans? Um. So... Okay, so I'm in third year now, and I get asked this question a lot, especially by those aunties who feel entitled to know what you're doing in your life. Those aunties and uncles, you know them. Yeah, sure. So, what are you doing next in life? I think, um, very simply, I'm going to answer your question by saying that at every point in my life, now and henceforth, I just want to be as relevant as I can. Whether I'm doing music, whether I am a PRO of UN or whatever it will be I just want to be as relevant as I possibly can and I can encapsulate a point in time where my life will be an amalgamation of music and the PR that I'm studying now like I I can I like 10 years down the road I can imagine how I will be able to do both concurrently and still be impactful yeah wow okay lastly uh, what do you have to tell a young talent out there who is looking at you as a role model or as an inspiration? Um, the first thing would be to um, to be yourself. And that's very cliche, I know. Like, oh my God, be yourself. Everyone's telling everyone to be themselves, you know. But I've learned this, this particular principle, especially in university. Um, there's one thing that's constant in life, and that thing that's constant... I know the Christians in the room are probably thinking I'm going to say God, but that's not what I'm going to say. The constant is change. Change is the only thing that is always happening, and it will always happen, and it has always happened. And that's because time keeps going. And because time keeps going, that's how you have stories of, you know, like people die, people are born. At the end of the day, knowing that time keeps going, you can't waste time not being who you actually are. It is such a pity to not be who you are at any point in time because time is going, you know. And I don't know if you understand. I know I sound vague, but, like, I don't know how else to properly explain what I mean. Um, So just be yourself. Ask Nicolette. Nicolette is right here in the room with us, for those of you who aren't here in the room with us. (laughs) Nicolette, my hair has been how many colors now? I've been... From black to white, white. I had blue the other day, and I've had. You see my piercings and all that. People can look and be like, "You know, Haska girl is serious. She's wild. She's this. She's that." But at the end of the day, I think it's important for young people to live intentional lives. Know the why for what you're doing. If you have long hair and it's beautiful and nice, and that's how you feel like you should look now embody that be happy in it don't regret don't like just be who you need to be at every given point in time so for me as a musician now i make sure that even the music i sing is 
as impactful as it possibly can. If I'm in school, I make sure I put in my 100. If I'm going out with my friends, I'll put in my 100. You'll see me having a good time. Wow. Leave no regrets. Just be who you need to be at every given point in time. Wow. Yeah. I advice. like the advice. Yeah. <laughs> I I guess a young talent out there has had yeah. and how I wish they, they follow what you've said. Uh, so um thanks for coming through. Thank you for asking me these questions and being so sweet. Yes, yeah, so I'm looking forward to engaging uh, with you here and there. Yes, yeah, sure. so this has been the ECU podcast. I am Nabawes Lena and um, this is the ECU podcast, Lighting the Way. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We hope you have been inspired by the wisdom of self-reflection. Please find us on www.standard.ucu.sc.ug and share with others this message that lights our way.